the crazy part is that wasn't the question of the day. I just want to know how many of y'all even go back to your baby daddy. I mean, that's what she said. Aubrey V was saying, "Hey, I'm going back to my high school man." Okay, so yeah, the man in high school, he really was a good dude. He really took care of you. <coughs> Which, by the way, it seemed like guys were the sweetest and the nicest in high school. And then when they get grown, they become bitter old men. And it's like, ew, what, what happened to you? You were so sweet. You were so kind, so God-fearing. You was a mama's boy. You went off to college. You went to Morehouse. You went to Georgia State, UGA. And you grew up to be this angry, bitter person. What happened? What went wrong? What happened? So, Agbar, you tried to get back with one of your baby daddies and focus on making music and leave French Montana alone. He's checking for Doja Cat. You know, and... So, yeah, you know, French Montana was one of Khloe Kardashian's... Uh, well, Khloe tried to get with French, but French was not barking up that tree. I don't think a lot of guys bark up that tree. I really don't. Nobody's feeling her like she think they feeling her, girl. But, you know, we will be talking about Chloe. We'll be talking about a number of people. We'll be talking about Chloe. We'll be talking about Portia Williams and that drama going on over there. And then we're going to be talking about... um. Mary Cosby, everybody's favorite pastor, and now she's trying to get off the show. Miss Mary, we all know that you run the cult in that church, honey. Just be honest about what you're doing, Gunny, honey, honey, sweetheart. Sugar lips. Okay. But before we talk about that, I want to kind of do a dump a little bit. First thing first, uh, since I'm getting into numerology, I've always been into astrology, but I'm getting more into numerology and I've been studying numbers. Um, my mom gave me a book called... Uh, Project 369. So I've been trying to better myself, trying to enlighten myself. I was supposed to start the podcast off with saying day, this is day two. Now, I know you're going to be like, well, no, this is the 10th day of January. But the day, the day Monday, which represents the moon. Um, yes, so today is moon day. It represents the moon. The number it vibrates is the number two. Um, and I'll be doing this 
Um, I didn't do Sunday, but Sunday vibrate the number one. Um, it represents the sacral chakra. I forgot what stone it represents. Let me see. I had it out right a few seconds ago. Yes, I have a whole notebook dedicated to numerology, honey. I ain't ever had the only thing I had my notebook dedicated to was the three, four, five businesses I had planned on opening. Yes. So crystals to be used today is moonstone and a selenite. It has feminine energy and the colors are yellow. So today, um, I'm gonna say today's number is two. And I'll be going up and down. Yesterday's number was one. Today's number is two. So I hope you guys get your sacred energy together. A lot of y'all need to do it. But let's be straight up honest. A lot of y'all are just... <coughs> a lot of y'all are vibrating low in the sacred area. But you need to take care of your sacral chakra. You need to take care of your sacredness and all those things and stuff like that. So with that being said, um, let's focus on our sacral chakra. Let's get it together. Um, but some of y'all are already vibrating very low. Mm-hmm. Because I was looking at the internet this weekend and y'all were just saying some weird stuff. I'm trying to figure out why is SZA beefing with the dearly departed Little Richard. Okay, Little Richard can do to the fruity on Rudy, okay? You say people want you to enunciate. You have to understand. We live in a time where people are the children of Amelia Bedelia. They're the children of Amelia Bedelia. The reason I know this, I'm going to be straight up honest. I have Amelia Bedelia moments. There's some things I don't understand. Like I would listen to the song and a dude was talking about macking and cheesing. And I was like, what's that? And my friend's like, girl, you know the sound that, that sex makes? And I was like, oh, that's what that Let me tell you something. Uh, you just ruined mac and cheese for me. That's just that. You ruined mac and cheese for me. Um, so now when I say mac and cheese, of course, some idiot dude's gonna be like, "What well, you doing? Hey, how you doing? What up?" No. Okay, I leave with the noodles with cheese on them. So you can't say subliminal or do subliminal things we still don't know what wop baba do that or bop damn boom means oh whatever we don't our generation don't the generation before us it was around the time sometimes you have to understand that you don't need to understand everything that is in the song <clears throat> there's songs i listened to 20 years ago Specifically 23 years ago, 22 years ago. And I did not know what the person was saying. 
until I listened to the song in my 30s. And then when I listened to the song in my 30s, and I was like, oh, that's what that meant. But these days and age, you know, these kids, you have to speak their language and they have to understand, you know. And like like somebody said in the post to you, they already told you that was scatting. So it had no meaning. He was just saying something. He was just doing something. He was just being different. He was just being innovative. He was just being a little Richard. But it was just a whole full-blown out argument on the internet. Well, she was upset about that. You know, people said, oh, you have to enunciate. Well, you have to understand we're in a different generation in time. So you can't just do certain things, especially if they don't understand. It says, like, you like my age. You can't be creative too much with this generation of newbies. You can't. I mean, let's be honest. You can't be too creative with our generation. I remember in school... And I remember vaguely telling people straight up something. And they looked at me with fluorescent stares. And I'm looking at them like, okay, you know what? I don't have faith in community. So, you know, even with our generation, if they're not creative people, if they're not educated, they will give you a fluorescent stare and be like, what you talking about? So don't worry about it. But understand... You have to speak the language of the time. And little Richard was speaking the language of his time, okay? But so it's just, you need to go in the studio just like all bar and just create. So, yeah. With that being said, um, I'm going to talk about some things that happened in the news. And it's not much I want to talk about. Um, we had uh, several different losses this weekend. I don't know what in the world what was going on. It just seemed like this year is just not hitting. Like, it's just tragic, period. It's bad enough we ended last year with the death of Betty White. Now we don't lost legendary actor Sidney Poitier. y'all i don't know what's going on it just too it just it just like i said it's just this year is hitting different already said this year was hitting different already said this year was kind of different from where it used to be um but this year starting off with some deaths that i never thought i would see um my hearts and prayers go out to sydney portier's family um he was a legendary actor um, I'm going to say is everybody in this generation, period. They don't make them like that no more. They they don't make actors like that no more. Like Betty White, like Sidney Poitier. They don't make them no more. <clears throat> the next death that happened that would be a tragedy to my generation because um, you know, he was on a show that happened back when we were little. Well, granted, Full House started before I was born, so. But Bob Saget, he also passed away. That's another shocking death, another tragic death. Um, it's kind of sad. 
Um, the article that I found, it says the sheriff department and fire department respond to a hotel to the hotel around 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the hotel, security had found Bob in his room. He was, we're told he was pronounced dead on the scene, but the circumstances of his death are still unclear. So my hearts and prayers go out to Bob Saget's family. Um, and I found this information on the neighborhood talk. So, just in case you know, you guys want to know. Another tragic death that happened over the weekend. Like I said, I don't know what was in the water. I don't know what's going on with 2022. Like I said, um, the year of our brain, 222. Period. <clears throat> and the year number is six. So... And let's be straight up honest, it kind of matters what it means in China, what the number six matter in China. Um, in Chinese, I know the number four is a bad number in China. Um, but what about the number six? Um, so on Ball Alert, I found some Ball Alert. It's a producer and musician, James Tomb Foreman, has passed away. Um, I don't know if you know who he is. He did the song Juicy Fruit. Juicy, juicy. Juicy. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> That's all. He passed away. Um, I found this on Ball Alert. I'm going to read the article on Ball Alert. Um, uh, it was blogged by Kicked Up Drift Out. And it says, um, James Foreman, Form, yes, Foreman. <clears throat> I messed up and got some hand sanitizer, put it on my hand. Now that thing is bothering me back in my throat. <clears> throat> <coughs> okay let me do this article right james foreman the singer producer behind 1983 hit record juicy fruit has passed away at the age of 76 though juicy fruit is the most widely known record thanks in part to biggie small girl let me stop this Thanks in part to Biggie's sample hit Juicy. Let me explain to this. This clearly was a millennial that wrote this article. If your mom or grandma or great-grandma did not wake up on Saturday morning cleaning to Juicy Fruit, how dare you? Say it was known because of Biggie. Yes, Biggie sampled it, but everybody knows the original version of the song. You don't know the original version. You're stupid and you're young and ugly. To whoever wrote this article at Ball Alert, was it? Kate up dripped up? Or whatever? How dare you? 
How dare you talk about somebody's legacy only being a legacy because of Biggie? Be careful the way you talk. Now I'm offended. This is what I'm saying right here. This whole weekend, people been on some dumb stuff. <coughs> you have sensitive sinuses. Do not use uh, hand sanitizer. Let's talk about the other hits this man wrote because he ran some biggest hits of R&B. Let's talk about some more he wrote was Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway, The Closer I Get to You. Yes, Roberta Flack and Donny Hathaway. I'm surprised you didn't make reference to Luther Vandross and Beyonce Wayne with how stupid this article is. Stephanie Mills never knew love like this. Um, so in 1980, a foreman launched his own band after his Swahili name, Tume. After adding singer and songwriter Reggie Lucas and vocalist Tawatha Aji that unveiled their first number one record and album named after leaving a single. The album also includes other popular Tume jams such as You, Me, and He, Would You Like to Fool Around, and Breathless. He has, he has contributed to the music to several films and television shows in recent years, including Eight Miles and Notorious. Well, it's kind of like a no shit because you already told us it was notorious. But, you know, Biggie made it popular. Biggie sampled Juicy Fruit. And for anybody who knows the Biggie version of the song, it was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazines. It was sampled, okay? And no, it's not the first time somebody sampled something, but it's kind of offensive when someone takes somebody's legacy, especially like Mr. Foreman, who basically everybody has played his music in their movies, okay? Not just Juicy Fruit, okay? Stephanie Mills never knew a lot like this before. I mean, there's a whole Cleveland show on them singing that song. That's the theme of the episode was the whole song. <clears throat> this man is a legendary songwriter and producer. Um, and unfortunately, we lost him over the weekend. So there was a lot of legendary people that we lost over the weekend. This goes to show you, you got to value people while they are living because you don't realize how legendary they are until they are passing. I just wanted to rain a little bit because there's like the song made popular by Biggie Smalls. Um, honey, excuse you, Juicy Fruit was popular back in his day, okay? You may not have been born in the 80s, but Juicy Fruit was born, was, was, was popular. It was popping and it's still popping. And I'm surprised nobody has chose that song to represent Juicy, what was what's that? Um, juicy fruit gum. No, we don't have any gum commercials no more. <coughs> Ew. <coughs> I might have to spend a whole bunch of time like cutting this down, but 
That is what happened over the weekend. There was a lot of passings. Uh, my hearts and thoughts go out to all their family. Um, the one that shocked me the most, the Bob Saget one. I'm not saying that everybody will. All of them shocked me. Let's be straight up on this. Um, because these are people who I don't, I don't know why in our head as human beings we always think that somebody's gonna live forever. I don't know why we think that. I don't know why we think that. I don't know why we have it in our head that everybody's going to live forever. But it's like when you see legendary like actors like Sidney Poitier, like I'm still shocked that Cicely Tyson passed away last year. Yes, y'all. Just in case y'all don't remember, because so much has happened within this past two years. Cicely Tyson passed away. We're losing big people. Little Richard has passed away. Since we want to argue about Little Richard. Little Richard passed away. A lot of people has gone. A lot of legendary and a lot of people who have built the blueprint of life as we know it now as we speak have passed on. <coughs> And um, unfortunately, for some people on this planet, we will not be able to be in their presence anymore or any longer. But because their absence in a body does not mean they're not present in spirit. So, like I said, my hearts and prayers go out to all the families of those who passed this weekend. God bless you. God keep you. Um, and I hope you were able to mourn, um, but it's hard to mourn when you lose such pillars in your life. Now, there's some other things I want to talk about real quick, and then we're going to get into the main event. And the main event is going to be this, these crazy reality stars going on, okay? I'm going to talk about the craziness that's going on with, with this COVID, okay? I already told y'all I was sick the last week of this year, of last year. And I'm one of those people, I don't get sick often, okay? I'm not a sickly type of person. I'm not always in a hospital. I'm not always laid up in a bed in a coma. And to those who are always sick and laid up in a bed of coma, I'm not judging you, but I'm not one of those people. <coughs> but being sick for me during the pandemic hits different from when I used to get sick when I was in school. The last time I got sick and had a temperature of 101 degrees it was my senior year of high school and where I was about to graduate and I had to beg for my grades to get big higher because I was sick as a dog. I had a fever of 101.5. My fever two weeks ago hit 
I've never had a fever that high in my life. Granted, as a child and you have a temperature that high, you are in critical condition. You are almost dead, girl. But apparently people are getting sick so rapid and so frequent. <coughs> <coughs> That this freaking hand sanitizer is still bothering my throat. All right. People are getting so sick, so frequent now, to where this is happening in the California Department of Public Health. This article is from the Neighborhood Talk, and it says the California Department of Public Health issued a new guidance allowing hospitals to force COVID positive healthcare workers to work if they are asymptomatic. Now, that's not good. It says the department is providing temporary flexibility to help hospitals and emergency service providers respond to an unprecedented surge in staffing shortage. <coughs> Girl, I'm going to need you to get together. It says hospitals have exhausted all other options before resorting to this temporary tool. The facility and providers using this tool should have asymptomatic COVID-19 positive workers interact only with COVID-19 positive patients to extend possible. The health department said in a statement. It says the health department issued a guidance Saturday and noted that healthcare workers don't have to isolate or test negative. They can immediately return to work if they are asymptomatic. The guidance is in effect until February 1st. Let me get my little spill on this. I'm going to get my little spill on this. I know you're going to think this is wrong and that this is awful, but I've always felt like if there if there was nurses and doctors that were COVID positive, those were the nurses and doctors that should be able to take care of those who are COVID positive as well. Um, if you want to lower the numbers, let those who are in the healthcare community, who are asymptomatic COVID positive or in the process of getting rid of it, take care of those who are also COVID positive, which is kind of strenuous because when you have COVID, you don't have the energy to do anything. Um, you can't breathe real well. So I get why they will let them be in a unit with the COVID patients. That is understanding. And that's, that's something I get. I know y'all going to be like, that's cruel and unusual, but we're trying to lower the numbers down, y'all. So um, I'm a firm believer and I'm thinking it's okay. Just as long as um, those nurses and doctors get frequent wet rest and are taking care of themselves. Which granted, now that I think about it, it kind of doesn't make any sense. Because when you are sick, you need to be real rested and real fed and well hydrated. Um, So I don't know. But it does make sense that they are in the COVID unit. Um, so that makes sense. 
but that show you there's a shortage and there's people who don't want to get COVID um, who are not working. <clears throat> um, so it's pretty bad out there. It's pretty bad in the healthcare field. Meanwhile, uh, Amorion and a Delta decide to get together and make a Delta cry. Um, I found this article on Ball Alert, and it's from Kicked Up Dripped Out, who just wrote their article a horrible way of the way they did the article. We ain't desired here nor there with me, but you really did an awful tribute to Mr. Foreman. <coughs> my allergies, my freaking sciences are so sensitive. A new COVID variant, Delta Crown, has been found and has the potential to be more vicious than all the others, though it's too early to know for sure. Researchers at the University of Cyprus had uncovered 25 cases of strains with genetic features of Delta and Omicron variants. At this point, it's giving you're doing it in a lab. <coughs> At this point, I'm not going to read the room. <clears throat> That's what it's giving. It's giving, um, we're going to the lab and we're playing around and we're playing the role of God. That's what we're doing here. Mm -hmm. So I found this on Black Blivity. And um, Amorian has tried desperately to explain that he's not the variant, but I felt like I got sick after I looked at a picture of him. So... <laughs> Especially the one with thing thing out. Mm. Your thing thing was thinking, and um, I got that's how I got sick. Even though I got over my sickness, <clears throat> even though I got over my sickness before he did day day picture. He still about but got me sick. So, um, you can sit up here and say that you did not give us the variant, Mr. Grenberry, which we all know you didn't give us the variant, but it's nice to blame one person. <coughs> Even though all this shit is giving creating a lab we know you have nothing to do with it but it's nice to be mad at you you know i like being mad at you i have based my whole career off being mad at you so god is love we love you but it's just nice to blame somebody
Love you, Mr. Granberry. We know you ain't spreading the virus. I know you ain't spreading the virus. But, you know, it's, it's, it's just nice to, to put a face to the variant, you know? Everybody wants somebody to blame. Everybody want to blame someone for something. Everybody want to blame somebody for something. You know? Biden blaming Trump. Trump blaming Biden. Uh, you know, everybody's trying to blame someone for the atrocity that has happened these past few years. And, um, for, uh, Mr. Granberry to be one of the things that get blamed for this, um, this feeling a whole lot like 2003 all over again, you know? If you know what I mean, if you're a B2K fan, you know what happened in 2003. So, Mr. Granberry, I know you are not the reason behind this atrocity. I'm very aware that you're not the reason behind this atrocity. But I like blaming you for all the bad things in my life because um, I just need an enemy. Enemy, an enemy. I just need someone to blame that has a familiar face. So, Mr. Granberry, we know you are not behind the variant. I know you ain't the variant, you know. But it's just nice to blame someone that has a familiar face. Because I blame you for B2K breaking up, even though I know the whole truth. But got to take blame someday. Another thing that's happening on the internet, um, foolishness that's happening on the internet. I want to talk about this because I find it to be ironic that it, it came up. But... I feel like this. Isn't the reason why you're not with your baby daddy, G Herbo, who is, by the way, um, had a, did they have the baby girl yet? I don't know. There's a lot of people that's been pregnant lately, but they're about to have a baby girl. He's about to have a baby girl with Taina. <coughs> I hope I said this girl name right. Didn't you break up with him because he was beating you up? You called the police, made a big scene in Atlanta because G-Hope Herbo was beating your ass. Am I not correct, Ari Fletcher? So for you to say you don't care about domestic violent victims is beyond me. All right. So this is from The Shade Room and its contributor is Brianna D. And it says, Twitter user react to rumors alleged Ari Fletcher lost her 50 partnership following comments about domestic violent victims. <clears throat> well, Ari, just in case you don't know, Fenty Beauty, Fenty um, Savage, 
is ran by Rihanna, and Rihanna is a known domestic violence survivor. So you should not be shocked that that happened, okay? It says, get into this viral conversation, and it says, our reflection recently went live to defend her comment about some of the toxic traits she showed in her relationship in the past, and she had a few things to say about victims of... <coughs> Lord Jesus. Of domestic violence sharing their own stories. Since then, seem as though Ari's profile on the Savage by Fenty website has been removed, and rumors are claiming Rihanna dropped her from the brand just like she did Dre and Michelle last year. You know, Dre and Michelle got in trouble for saying the same dumb thing about a gun. I want a guy to pull a gun out of me. So y'all gangster like that to where you're totally okay with the guy pulling the gun out on you? It says, while this information has been confirmed, people on social media are sharing their opinions about whether or not Ari should be still be a part of the brand. I'm going to say this. Let me go off record. This little hoe has been a problem the whole freaking time for me, all right? I respect her come up. I respect that she did something with herself. I respect that she's made a name for herself. However, she has always been a problem. Chicks like this have always been a problem. You see, it was one thing when you were getting your ass beat by G Herbo. For you to honestly come out and say... That you don't care about domestic violence victims and you are a domestic violence victim survivor yourself. Is the problem with women as a whole. Women are always okay with other women getting their ass beat. They're okay with that. Okay? But when they're getting their ass beat, it's an issue. <coughs> It's a whole Oprah moment. Okay. It's a whole moment on Oprah. They go on a TV show. They dress like virgins and they turn around and he beat my ass and blah, 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 blah. But then it happens to your normal everyday woman and your raggedy hood rat ass says that you don't care. That's the problem. Nobody cares about your normal everyday women. And there are a lot of women right now who have filed police reports because they were getting their ass beat and nobody listened. And they're dead six feet under because of hoes like you. <coughs> Let's be honest. Let's be straight up honest. There's some men out there who are dead, who filed a police report. Police thought it was funny. And they're six feet under dead because nobody listened. But what is you is all woe is me, poor me, all poor me. 
This is why I don't be buying what you selling. And oh, yeah, kids, this is how your faves think. Your faves do not care about your little pathetic ass life. They don't care. Ari Fletcher is just honest about it. But your faves do not care. Let me tell you something. My fave told me that on the phone, too. He said that. He said he did not care about my little pathetic ass life. So stop defending this Jezebel, okay? I take it back. She's not a Jezebel. But stop defending her. Stop putting it out there. <clears throat> oh, we're hitting three, three, three right now. But stop defending people like her. So when people want to drag her, stop defending her. Stop. She does not care about you and your problems and your personal issues and your personal trauma, troubles and trauma that you have to go through every day in your life. Because clearly they don't care. So now that you know that she don't care, stop sending her messages in your inbox that you love her so much that she got through your anxiety and depression. She does not care. She told you that she don't care if your man's being your ass and you die from it. She don't care. Even though there's clear video on YouTube of her getting G Herbo arrested for being her ass. And by the way, I knew my fave didn't care. I was just trying to set up a story and try to figure out what to do with what I was supposed to be doing. But, you know, once again, that's neither here nor there with me. So it is what it is. That concludes all the drama going on the internet. Now, today is going to be a mashup of reality stars because all these things are happening right now. But tomorrow, it won't be a mashup. It will just be specifically about one reality star. And the reason I'm doing a mashup on these three people is because these three people are popping right now. Okay? But for the remainder of the week, I will be doing one reality star. Okay? Like, tomorrow I'm doing Jocelyn Hernandez. <coughs> <coughs> but, yeah.
But today I will be doing three people. I'll be doing Mary Crosby, Portia and Simon. And oh my goodness. <laughs> I just looked at that thing. And um Tristan Thompson, of course. So I want y'all to sit back and relax. I want y'all to enjoy the show. Um, get you some popcorn. You still got some eggnog. Go ahead, drink that. Some hot chocolate. A croissant. Whatever time it is, is going on over there, wherever you at. Sit back and relax. Get you something to eat. Get you something to drink. We are going to be talking about these reality TV shows and these weird situations that your fans are getting yourself into. I want to start with Mary Crosby. Cosby, sorry. We're going to talk about Mary Cosby. Okay. Because Sister Girl, she's trying to escape the wrath of the internet and the law. But just understand this. If you call the law on Jen Shaw, you best believe the law is looking at you too, ma'am. And I already said this. You done set up there. You watched Jen Shaw get in trouble for doing Joey and the scamming stuff. And now you, now the law looking at you when you know the law is looking at you because you call the law. But understand, those same eyes that were looking at Jen Shaw are the same eyes that are looking at you. All right. That's why we call it these walls are thin because what you do in the dark will come to light. So we're going to be talking about Miss Mary Cosby. Before I start reading any article about Mary Cosby, I'm going to sit up here and say this, you know, if you are a mega church pastor, don't go on reality TV. Um, as you see, um, Giselle Bryant decided to be on the Real Housewives of Potomac. And now people know that Pastor Jamal Bryant has a wondering thing thing. Mm hmm. Miss <clears throat> Cosby should know better. And to getting on TV, knowing that, especially in the black community, mega churches, churches that make money are under their microscope each and every day. Okay. You know better, Miss Cosby. Okay. You remember they tried to do a reality show with all these mega church pastors, and we found out that Dietrich Haddon, when living, was was it practicing when he was preaching, honey? He had kids with the woman, and or he was with the woman. And then he decided to marry her. And the pastor was like, you never told me that you were sitting up here and living in unwed bliss. You're not practicing what you're preaching. And he cussed the white dude out. For who, who was of the cloth as well. <clears throat> After those atrocities. Pastors, megachurch pastors, well-known pastors should learn to stay away from the reality TV show screen. Now, I'm not saying this to defend any pastor who is doing wrong. I'm saying this, if you don't want people to know what you're doing in the dark, stay off TV. 
Um, I don't understand why Mary Cosby thought it was cute to be on a reality show and sport design aware. Why some people in a church don't have that type of money to be sporting designer wearing Miss Cosby, you know how to dress, let's be honest, girl. And whoever did your plastic surgery to your face, they did a great job. They did an amazing job. And you don't bleach your skin too much, girl. You don't want to get too light. Because after a while, it started to damage your skin. But, Miss Cosby, you know better to be on national TV wearing designer wear. And I'm not talking about no cheap designer wear, honey. She clearly is wearing Givenchy, Versace, and Coach. For you to get on TV... Doing the work of God and then turn around and wear the devil's brands will bothers me. It's pretty clear this season on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. You have arrogantly pranced around and danced around and bullied white women. Sis, let me tell you this. There's no amount of money that will keep any black person from being under the microscope, from being charged, for being put into jail, and for people to find something to arrest you on. Let me tell you, I watch a movie about Lady Day, Billie Holiday, just in case you don't know, okay? The legendary, the goddess, the empress, Billie Holiday. Billie Holiday, as inspiring as she is, and girl, God knows, Billie Holiday has inspired generations after generations after generations, okay? She still inspired generations. The lady that played her, Audra Day, is inspired by her. Billie Holiday is one of the most powerful black women of her time. Black people love her and white people love her. And she made the decision, which she was not wrong for making that decision because she is still a black woman at the end of the day. She sung a song called Strange Fruit. And the United States government bullied her until the day she died. That has been bothering me for the past two weeks. That even the legendary Billie Holiday was bullied by the United States government just because she was protesting lynching. Miss Cosby, honey, you are not as influential as Lady Day. You're not as talented as Lady Day. 
as far as we concerned, you done con your family out of money that they were promised an inheritance. <clears throat> and you have arrogantly walked around acting like you are the staff of God. Miss Cosby, honey, your reckoning is awaiting you and you know it, which is why you have chose the cowardly way out of leaving the franchise of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about you being arrogant and pretentious. Talk about some, I call God on you. You be careful, Miss Mary, okay? The United States government, it will deal with you. Trust and believe. And if you are doing something illegal and you are doing and you carrying out a cult, you will be taken down. I can't believe you were this arrogant, Miss Cosby. I'll call God on you if you mess with me. Last time I checked, we're all children of God. By the way, me over here looking for this article. I wasn't looking for the article. I was busy over here talking. Then on top of that, I turned into total trash over this game. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, this article is from Variety.com. It was written by Kate Arthur. And it says, Mary Cosby ditches the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion and presumably quit the show. Mary Cosby, one of the stars of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, did not turn up on Thursday at the taping of the second season two reunion, Variety has confirmed. Cosby, who is the leader of the Faith Temple Pentecostal Church, has come under fire this season for running what has been characterized by some of her fellow cast members as a cult. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you this. It don't have to be true. It doesn't have to be true if she's running a cult. And let's be straight up honest. I don't think she's running a cult. But the government has something on Miss Cosby. Trust and believe. The reunion taped in Los Angeles. Bravo did not immediately respond to a request for comments about Cosby's absence or whether she had quit or would be fired. <coughs> Cosby's publicist also did not immediately respond to Variety. A source said, however, that by not showing up to the reunion, which is acquired for the cast, she has sealed her fate. In a major storyline this season, which is ongoing, Cosby has been accused of stealing money from congregants, effectively ruining their lives. The story began when Real Housewives of Salt Lake City cast member Lisa Barlow invited her friend Cameron Williams 
who was once a member of Cosby's church, to a party. where he called aspersions on how Cosby and her husband, Robert, who was also Cosby's step-grandfather, run their congregation. Later, Barlow said on Cameron Dett Williams, who died in June of 2021, hmm, had had told her that he mortgages his house and given Cosby $300,000. It's been a remarkable spectacle to watch unfold, especially given that Jen Shaw, Cosby's fellow castmate, was practically arrested on camera for fraud. (coughs) (coughs) Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Cosby Place on the show has always been a curiosity. Her grandmother was former leader of the Faith Temple Pentecostal Church and prominent figure in Salt Lake City. In season one, Cosby revealed that her grandmother, Diane, wished was that Cosby married her husband, Robert, thereby sealing her position as a leader of the church, which Cosby agreed to. The decision seemed to have estranged Cosby from her own mother, who though thought she would inherit the grandmother's position. They had one child together. Robert Jr. Her wealth as a bit has as befit real housewives is ostentatiously displayed on the show. The camera frequently show her wandering around her house, looking at her designer clothes, which are on racks all over her home. She has given expensive gifts to her castmates as well as sometimes seemingly shut them up. <clears throat> That's where you became trash, Mary. You became trash. When they start questioning you and if you're running a cult and you try to give them expensive gifts to shut them up. Cosby has occasionally charmed fans with her over-the-top persona and strange affectations, such as when she calls Whitney Rose little girl after Rose had run a fool of her. But Cosby has also had to apologize for making racist remarks on show such as when she commented on the slanted eyes of a new cast member, Jenny, who is Vietnamese. Cosby said she made it as a compliment in recent weeks. Cosby has responded to viewers' criticism, always ending in a disaster. I'm going to end right there. I'm going to end right there because I want to talk about that real quick. I'm going to end that article. I want to talk about that real quick. How she tried to shut up people who questioned her. Here we go. (laughs) So Mary thought she could go on Twitter. And make people not see her as the person that she is, okay? She got to it on Twitter. Now, you understand, I just read to you about how Morion 
has nicely went on social media and told people he is not a variant. He is an entertainer. You guys do that. <laughs> and as we talk about today, it went to trash. <laughs> but but you're a variant and we prove it that you're a variant. We all know Amorian is not a variant, okay? Miss Cosby, with her very arrogant, very pretentious ass, thought she could shut the internet up about her being a con artist pastor. The one thing you don't do as a person is think you can shut Twitter up. <clears throat> Unless she's gonna buy everybody on Twitter a Balenciaga's bag. Now we know, Miss Mayor, your money is not that long, so you ain't gonna be able to give nobody a Balenciaga bag, okay? But if you get me a Balenciaga bag, maybe I'll side with you, okay? But I'm known to just take stuff, and I still will go against you. I'm sorry. Right is right, and wrong is wrong. But Miss Mary thought it was okay to go on the Twitter sphere and try to hide the hand that was holding the rocks. Now, Miss Mary is, she doesn't have anybody defending her. Okay, Miss Mary does not have anybody to defend her. Nobody is defending Miss Mary because Miss Mary own family don't deal with her. Okay, Miss Mary done stole something from her family. Her own mom don't deal with her. They don't deal with her because she took the inheritance. From her family. Okay, now her whole story has been off this whole time, okay, from the freaking fact that you married your step-granddad, which that story is not as bad as people have put it out to be. I mean, it's bad, don't get me wrong. Because we found out that step-granddad was, was 22 when her mom was 47 when they got married. So step-granddad, you know, probably closer in age to Mary than he was to Mary's grandmother, okay? But it's still weird, okay? It's still weird. You're, it's weird. The fact that they said the family owned businesses, let's be honest, 
her mother, her grandmother was pillar. Her grandmother was a pillar in the community. Right there, you are already on the FBI list. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that girl. Once you have been established as a pillar of any community, you are a target immediately. So already the cops were probably already looking at the family. Bone ring grandma was making money, taking care of the family, helping members in the church build businesses. Now, Miss Mary, mm -hmm. well, her little shady self. The married her granddaddy, step granddaddy, who's probably closer age to her than he was to her grandma, but we ain't gonna talk about that. Has done some very suspicious things with the church. Now, one of the stories that came out with Mary and what she was doing with the church was that she was sick for three years. Now, she claimed that she had the same sickness her grandmother had. Well, she said she had boils everywhere. <clears throat> now, regardless if she had... A autoimmune disease or not. It's not up for me to say, but let's just say this. She went missing for three years. She told the congregation that she was sick. She came back three years later, and the face that you see today on Miss Mary Cosby is what she has. You know, she went from this beautiful brown skinned sister to now this light skinned sister. Okay. With blonde hair. Now the guy. Who suspiciously died. Well he did suspiciously die. But he passed away. The guy that blew the whistle on Mary. Said that he mortgaged his house for her.
Now, I already explained to you in the beginning of this podcast, you understand when you get the authorities involved, they look at you too. Even though I already told y'all we pressing charges 2021, understand that I have not done anything illegal in the state of law. Um, So I can press charges if I wanted to. But I will let everybody know that if you press charges against someone, best believe they are going to side-eye you too. They're going to question you too. That's just how the law works. Now, allegedly, and I have to say allegedly legally because, you know, it it has not been proven, but I believe it has been proven that it has happened. But allegedly, people were saying that Miss Cosby had called the authorities on Jen Shaw. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Big perno, 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 big perno, blah, 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 No, you know, just seriously. You do understand that. When you call the authorities, you just put the icing on the cake. The authorities already knew that Jen Shaw was Joanne scamming millions out of people. Okay? It's the same thing with Beverly, a.k.a. Danielle Stobbs. She may not think the authority know what she's doing or how she's doing it and where she's doing it. But best believe, Beverly... They see you. And this is to any and every housewife on the Real Housewife franchises. If you are doing something illegal, they already know about it. In this case, with Mary Cosby, her karma came back and bite her in the ass real quick. She called the authorities on Jen Shaw, and then they looked at her and was like, don't you illegally have that boy in your house? Are you running a cult? Did you kill your grandmother? The wrath that Miss Mary is experiencing is karma that she created for herself. You want to get rid of the Queen Bee, of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Because you wanted to be Queen Bee afterwards. But that backfired and bit you in the arse. I was going to do the other two. But you know what? Either I will come back on and do the other two. Which is Portia Williams and Simon Grabadia. And um, Tristan Thompson. 
But I might do Portia Williams tomorrow, and then I'll do uh, freaking Tristan Thompson next day. With that being said, thank you guys for listening to my podcast. I'm happy I was able to get through this, even though I'm still having coughing spells. And today I triggered it with Perel. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is These Walls Are Thin, and what you do in the dark will come to light, Miss Mary Cosby. You thought you could call the police on Jen Shaw, and they were not going to look at you. Side eye, neither. Thank you guys for listening to my podcast. This is These Walls Are Thin, and I'm sad. <laughs> Audi. And Amorian. I swear, I didn't get a fever until I looked at your picture.